Proper social distance shit talking from spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit. So episode 82 is an old school podcast. Probably how most atheist podcasts start off in one one way or another, just like ripping on preachers. Um, but there has been there have been a flood we could have done we could have done last week's podcast on this there's a flood of stories a flood of biblical proportions even Uh of just like crazy religious news stories just ton of them it's got to be like Hemet's Wet dream. Hmm, kind of like Christmas for Hemet <laughs> because it's just nothing but these gifts that he can post. And Jeff is just getting to know our indispensable Godless Heathen podcast intern Jimmy's favorite COVID-denying preacher. And it was fun <laughs> listening to him rant in the pregame. Hopefully he'll bring it on the pod too. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tease, it. Jeff. And also... A uh, fading actor and good friend of Banana Man Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, says that him. God is more powerful than a global pandemic. So he's having a California COVID Christmas caroling Christian congregation at the Thousand Oaks Mall this past Sunday. And radio host Dave Ramsey had a maskless COVID-palooza holiday party, so this ain't going well, people. And also in the news, a player in Italy's top soccer league was given a one-game suspension for, wait for it, blasphemy. <laughs> I can't wait. And there's one other thing that me and Jerry know about. No, actually, no. no. It's it's no. actually one no. thing that me and Jerry know about because I typed that. Oh. <laughs> you had an accomplishment. You pulled off something today. What what'd you do today, Jeff? What did I do today? What you, you announced it today? I'm assuming you you concluded all the back and forth and the emails and the and the logistics and 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 announcement was made today. What'd you do today, Jeff? You talking about the Zoom thing? Yeah, I'm talking about the Zoom thing. We're talking about your wet dream, <laughs> not him. It's we're talking about yours. What'd you oh, do today, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. So um, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to on my long runs is uh, This Week in Virology. I think no. I mentioned that a, a time or two on this podcast. We call it TWIV, Jeff. TWIV for the insiders. I don't know if everybody out there is, is, is on the down low. But anyway, so I reached out to um, 
Vincent Racaniello, who is like the, the guy that started this whole thing. Hold on a second. One more time. Run that by me again. That's like one of the coolest names ever. What was that again? Vincent Racaniello. Oh, the things I could do with that name if I had that name. <laughs> Anyway, I just uh, emailed him to say, hey, would you do a, a Zoom with our um, our atheist, local atheist group for we wanted to do a deep dive kind of talking about the COVID and uh, and the vaccines coming out? He said, sure. So so you said straight up that it was an atheist group? I said humanist. I use that word, but. Oh, uh, you went strong for the podcast. You, you pushed out to these scientists. <laughs> well, you know. I'm I'm assuming most of these guys are non-theistic. Is that going to come up in the Zoom call? Are you going to have a litmus test for people to talk to the atheist group, Jeff? Does 10% of your tenured money go to the church? (laughs) So slam dunk for Jeff today. What, what? You got one of your favorite podcasts to talk to our local group. So, yeah. Virtual high fives for Jeff. I didn't expect them to respond that quickly, but like half an hour later. Sure. Oh, come on. All right. So, very so, cool. We got one more of Jerry's bulleted list. Who wants to read that one? Oh, I will. There's a Cold War cut happening between our two major political parties, and we have an outgoing president that's burning the furniture on the way out. Oh, oh, good yeah. times. There's yeah. that. I yeah. forgot about There's that. There's always that. I forgot always about that. that. I forgot. Yeah. All right. So, so what are we drinking to cope? Um, so, what I'm drinking is it's an old favorite, but it's seasonal. You can't get year-round. Oh, nice. It's uh, by Monday night, one of my favorite brewers, I think one of Jerry's as well. And it's we, their They should really barrel. sponsor us. They, they, really, they should. They, they really, really should. should. This should be um, Monday night's Godless Heathens. It, I mean, it uh, should be. I think the owners are kind of uh, Christian-y, so I don't know if they would want to sponsor What better them. way to reach out to the community? Come on, let's, let's reach true. across the aisles, That's Jeff. True. What happened <laughs> to bipartisanship? Extend the olive branch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is a, a bourbon barrel-aged drafty kilt. Have you had that before, Jerry? I don't think so. Scotch ales are not a lot of places do those. Monday Night makes a really good one, and they play with it from time to time. So I don't, this is kind of their winter version of it. It's really good. And what are you drinking, Jerry? I'm drinking a BA20 Volume 1 All Monday from Oscar Blues. Mm. I actually bought it at the brewery in Brevard. Wow. It is an imperi- a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout. It is 12.5%, and it is a heavy hitter. Nice. Don, I know this kind of stuff means a lot to you. It has been aged in bourbon barrels for, quote, nine oaky months before being conditioned on toasted almonds and Madagascar vanilla beans. That means that basically one batch of that beer is COVID aged. (laughs) Because it's been about nine months. So it's true. Literally COVID aged. But I'm sure it's COVID free. I, I feel bad. I. I don't have anything to, like, compete with, with y'all guys. Kim hit the liquor store recently and just picked up a new new bottle of uh, Fireballs. You sipping it or, or putting it on rocks? or? I'm sipping Fireball, and I've got a Coke to chase it with. Good option. Seems like a Fireball night. Yep. Before we dive into the Fireball, do us a solid and give us five stars for the end of the year. If you're going to be nice and not be naughty, give us five stars. Twitter at Godless Podcast. Our private... Facebook group. Or drop us an email at godlessheathens at yahoo.com. Like, you weren't really promoting that Facebook group yeah. really well there. I don't know. You got to step that. into that Facebook promo there, Jerry. You know, you got to sell it. I'll work on it. That'd be my 2021 uh, resolution. Resolution. Thank you. 
Don't, uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about crazy preachers of the last two weeks, not that crazy preachers are a new phenomenon that has crept into the scene as of the last two weeks, but it just seems like recently the lid on the can of crazy has gotten completely blown off. Well, because there is a war on Christmas going on, so I'm sure they have to kind of fight back. We got to talk about our favorite crazy Christian uh, preacher uh, that Jeff is just kind of delving into and finding out exactly who he is and what he's about. Wait, you said, Jeff, about the preachers that, you know, the war on Christmas? Mm-hmm. COVID's kind of taken that over, hasn't it? Well, I, I mean, I've heard that used, um, like, Pence when he was in town. He kept talking about that you can say Merry Christmas again. So maybe it wasn't so much the preachers, but it's the politicians, the uh, Republican politicians that are kind of making that story. But when they say it, though, it's almost kind of perfunctory, though. You know, it's it's like me reading the private Facebook group promo. I'm not putting a lot into it. They don't no. put a lot into this war on Christmas thing. They're way more, we're going to have church. You can't stop us from praying, getting together. It's a very fight the man vibe. They're going to only fight certain men. You know, other ones, they'll bend over backwards for in every way possible. Like... Don, Jimmy's favorite. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what is, is he, he's evangelical, but like, what is Pastor Greg Locke? Like, what denomination is that? Uh, I don't like, know, ind- to be honest. Independent Christian? One uh, of those yeah, hardcore uh, churches? I would probably think, yeah, he's he's got to give himself some sort of wiggle room theology-wise. Yeah, probably non-denominational, that, that yeah. way they don't have to report to anybody. We just follow the Bible here. You know, we're Bible church. Yeah. You know, Bible church. Follow the Bible. And, and Trump loving. Yeah, follow Big Trump time. and the Bible. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much, you know, same thing. You know, Trump what's, and the Bible. Right, what's the difference? And COVID fighting. And, the, you know, the thing is, Jeff, that you didn't know a lot about him. He was extremely underwhelmed when he delved yeah. into. Tell, tell us, Jeff. Yeah, uh, so here, here's the thing. I've, I've seen you guys. You guys? Who, who, I should what say, guys? Not, not you guys, but the intern, Jimmy. Jimmy. You know, doing battle with them from time to time. So, you know, one time I, I just kind of, well, who is this guy? So I did some Googling and found out he's got the... He did some duck duck going, hopefully. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I did I did a little of both. Cause, <laughs> you, you did know. a little parlouring is what you did. I mean, be, be honest. Hey, you parlay vu. You parlay. And, and, and so it took me to his church called Global Vision Bible Church. Sounds... Immaculate. Yeah, it, it does. And you look, and you look at the website. It looks like, oh, this is a, this is going to be a mega church. Rolling hills. I'm imagining. No, I, no. I th- this is going to be like a Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley jealous mega type church. church. Um, and then I, I went and then looked at pictures. You know, you can Google the, the church on Google Pictures or whatever. It's like a little dinky, country church, hole in the wall kind of place. It's not a mega church. It's like every church you jog past on your route. Yes, yes. Yeah, that you there's, don't there's even know the name of that you jog past on your daily route. Well, maybe those pastors need to get better at social media. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, so, you know, like like this little pastor, I can't remember the name of it, that I run by every every weekend. Exactly. It's like, so this guy <laughs> could start tweeting yeah. and have national, have CNN come out. That's the thing that shocked me, too, is CNN, he's so well-known, apparently, that CNN came out and did an interview with him. If the pastor at the church that you jogged by would post 
Facebook, FaceTime videos, and tweet crazy conspiracy stuff and a lot of pro-Trump, pro-Jesus stuff, then CNN might come to talk to him. It's a lot shorter trip to East Cobb from downtown than it is to Juliet. So Yeah, I mean, that's the thing kind of shocked me is like he doesn't have much power locally, apparently, because, you know, he he's got drink. dozens of followers, Jeff. How got, dare you? He's uh, got what? Dozens, you said, <laughs> in his congregation? If you're, if I, you're I, honestly, I don't know. I Looking at the size of it, a fire marshal, double what I'm guesstimating, 300 people could fit in that building oh, and be, be legal be at one time. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying I'm doubling what I honestly think it would be. Okay, so I mean, it looks like it's similar to the size, not much bigger, if at all, than the Free Thought Hall that we've been to. No, it's, you know, which it, I is think an it's old bigger church. than that. I think it's, the, the Free Thought it Hall is, here in Atlanta is the old um, primitive Baptist church that the Atlanta Free Thought Society purchased. Yeah, that so, they hold their meetings. Uh, okay, so is it, a small, but that's like a that is literally like fifty to sixty people capacity maximum. But I'm telling you, you look at the picture. You you put in their address. <laughs> and look at this thing. <laughs> you it Google ain't... street map this bad boy. Yes, and... I did. I did because <laughs> I, I said this looks like a mega church from their website, and it ain't. <laughs> yeah, but he's got. Uh, why, Jeff, do you put me in this position of defending <laughs> indefensible people? <laughs> oh no, Jerry, you're turning to Christianity. He's. <laughs> oh my God. He's got nine. He's got. Pu- he's pushing ninety-four thousand Twitter followers. This is what I don't get. Well, that's where his power is. He found his power, and I'm sure he found his grift online more. Oh, yeah. And I honestly think the more political he went, the the better his grift game got. For sure. I don't think it's fair, though, to call it a grift. It, it might be a publicity grift, yeah. but in again... Grift is his profession. He is a preacher. No, well, period. see, that, that honestly... Oh, my God. Is it this beer? Now you have to defend preachers. I'm painting Why? you into a corner. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm loving it. I defend, I'll defend him in this way. Right. I've never seen him ask for money. No, I'm sure he doesn't have to. He may be doing it to, he could totally believe it. And he has a, a political end goal in mind. Or it doesn't matter to him. Maybe it's just part of building up the brand. But he's never, he's never asked for money. Now, that said, his last tweet, you're going to love this one, Jeff. If Dr. Fauci controls your Christmas plans, Uh you're miserably addicted to fake news. Oh, jeez. Well, that one hits you like on a couple of levels, doesn't it? Well, how many likes did he get on it so far? You said he just tweeted. Three and a half thousand. And how long has it been out? Three hours. Okay. How many followers does he have? 94,000. Why 94,000? Uh, that just blows me away that this guy, this little podunk country pastor. Not even podunk. It's outside of Nashville. He's good at it. But the thing is, like, he's he's really anti-Biden. He's absolutely all in emphatically Biden will not be president. He tweeted out, what was it? Al Gore was president for 37 days, remember? You know, that, that kind of stuff. Mark my words, Donald Trump will have a second term. He's all in. So Joe Biden had less than 30 people show up at a rally in Georgia. Mm. And y'all really expect anyone to believe that he got 80 million votes? The (laughs) meth game is strong on the left. God, that's a good singer, man. Yeah. When he's preaching to the choir, man, they're they're sucking that right up. You don't see, you know, you you see Andy Stanley talking about, oh, you know, this will pass. 
Not Greg Locke, man. Throwing gas on the fire. No, he's got strong Twitter game. He, he knows how to manipulate social media and elevate no his platform. Absolutely. For lack of a better term, he's a mini internet influencer. And he's delusional, too. Oh, absolutely. He's bad. He's delusional. Crazy. If he honestly believes what he's saying. I, th I think he does. I do, too. Now, if he's all in for the grift and it's all about cashing in, then he's just extremely astute. I don't think there can't be a whole lot of cash involved because you don't make a lot of money. On, you don't make any money on Twitter. No, but he does have a verified parlor account, which means he's been hacked. So I sleep well at night. But I'm, you know, if, if his income is from that little church, you know, he's, he's, his lazy boy is duct taped together. No, 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 he, no, he no. Got, he's built, he's building a brand, man. Yeah. He is, he is building a brand. His haircut alone tells you his lazy boy ain't got no duct tape on it. So you think people are sending him money that don't even go to that church? Then? Oh, absolutely. No, I don't. I do. No. <laughs> you don't think Jimmy. so? No. Hmm. I think so. You should have Jimmy ask him. Yeah. So where do we send money? I think he's got us muted. I know for a fact, no matter what Jimmy does, he will never block him. Jimmy can say anything he wants. He will never be blocked because it actually helps his brand. The more that he is trolled by atheists or progressives or whoever it is that is clapping back at him, he sees it as a plus. If it's one of his goals, and I'm sure with most evangelicals, it's to bring people to Jesus. It would be stupid for him to block people because there's just that chance you might. Uh... I, no, I honestly don't think it's that deep. I, I, I... Well, let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> he, he wouldn't last. No, nah, the problem is he probably would. And he'd never shut up. Well, we'd shut him down. He would start preaching and we would shut him down. Yeah, he would preach all it, it over would our It ass. would go off the rails within 10 minutes. He'd probably show up with a list of things that the Godless Heathens podcast had tweeted at him, and that would not reflect well on, on our brand. Well, if you watch that CNN interview, I mean, he was like, he looked like an idiot on that thing. Well, I will definitely post a link to him making a fool of himself on Why CNN. Why do you look like an idiot? Well, because she kept asking him just a simple question about what is a pandemic. Well, I know it's not this, but well, what is it? It's like porn. I'll know it when I see it. But this, this is not it. That's exactly why he's going to get nothing but bigger. Exactly the reason. He understands the power of unfalsifiability. Well, that's how you would describe it? Yeah. He would describe it as, I am fighting the righteous good fight. And the true believers eat that stuff up. And like I said, either he is cashing in or he's batshit crazy. One of the two. And I don't think he's batshit crazy. But cashing in is not, is not always instantaneous. I think he really believes this stuff, and I think there's a lot of people out there that also do, which is why the election wasn't a, a complete landslide. I think a lot of people convince themselves that they honestly believe this, but I don't honestly think anybody really believes it. No, I, I think they do. I think I, I think, think I think they do too. And and to, to to believe which of the crazy things that he advocates, just so I know what we're talking about. Religion to start with. I would say you know the theology. And the thing about COVID and not taking the vaccine, I think his congregation, I can't speak for all of his followers, because that's got to be pretty diverse, but I'm, I'm thinking anybody that goes to his church is all on board with everything he says. Oh, I'm sure. And just like anything else, if somebody came down with it, it would be 
Well, they weren't praying enough or something. Yeah, it was. It wasn't God's fault. You were sinning. You were backsliding. So he tweeted. He he tweeted about CNN, of course, in all caps. CNN showed up at our church, so we gave them a clear message that we are not closing. So all in. Doubling down and all in. Dave Ramsey's all in. Kirk Cameron's all in. Could you really call it denial? Or maybe it's refusal. It is. If everybody just went back to life as normal and we just let it do what it does. And you can correct me on on this, Jeff, because you listen to TWIV. There's an overwhelming number of people that will catch this disease and not die compared to the number of people that will catch it and die. And if you have a rally for Jesus and it's there's a 99 point whatever percent chance that no, that people aren't going to die, then you feel pretty good high five in that 99 percent and ignoring the whatever point percent that's going to die. Yeah, but you look across that um, congregation, there's going to be a lot of elderly people in there. There's going to be a lot of people with comorbidities. So it's sh- it, so in it, there. So it should you know, be Jeff, increased, Jeff, because yes, of yes. they've lived good lives. Mm-hmm. When God calls, yeah, time to go. They got to pick up the phone. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I've heard those kind of interviews, too, and that's what they say. It's all in God's hands. If it's my turn to go, you know, who am I? It was also official policy. And same thing like the wedding in, in Maine. Nobody that attended the wedding in Maine died, but people have been attributed to have died because of the people that showed up at the wedding in Maine. Right. And same that's thing. My, that's my that problem. was how many people? 50? 60? We had 500 people at Kirk Cameron's Let's Sing Christmas Carols Because COVID Doesn't Exist rally at the Thousand Oaks Mall that he had on the 6th of the month. Now, they had one this past Sunday that had, I don't know, they, they were shooting for 1,000. They wanted to double it. So you see what that did. Nobody that actually was there died, but through contract tracing, a number of people became infected and died because of that. Even more so, the 50 people that were at the wedding, I don't know how many songs they sang in unison. I'm topping it out at one, max. The Thousand People or whatever at the Thousand Oaks Mall, that was, I'm sure, a few hours of them belting out particles. You guys aren't even mad at at the worst part of this whole thing now. And what's that? There's lockdowns all over the place. But in this case, there's a carve-out. For religious for services. Right, right. Or they just do it anyway. They dare somebody to stop them. And there's never or rarely any political will to crack down on them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Supreme Court basically come down on the side of the conservative Jewish community up in New York? Didn't they say that was okay? Wasn't that the Supreme Court that did that? Or am I mixing that up? I don't know. I don't think so. But I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, so November 25th, Supreme Court backs Jewish Christian religious groups. So you got it from the Supreme Court. So you could take from that the fact that if you're going to do a hush-hush, let's everybody keep it under the collar, nobody say anything, let's do this, you know, on the seat, on the down low, and the government says, eh, that's cool, then Kirk Cameron can go on fucking Facebook and start saying, hey, we need you to come out to the Thousand Oaks Mall on Sunday and let's COVID it up, people. Yeah, because the Supreme Court, they set the precedent right there. They know that they don't have to hide it. They can get away with it. Right, because they have political power. Exactly. Because nobody's going to come out and say, just because you believe in fairy tales don't mean you get to ignore science. Go the fuck home or we're going to arrest you. But that, 
obviously never happens. No, of course and not. And never will. Be, 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 because fairy tales, are, it's, it's strongly held beliefs. And those are sacred. And you can't touch this. Here's the kicker on it, too, is Amy Coney Barrett cast the deciding vote in favor of, course she of did. religious groups. So unless Biden, if, if we get to Senate where we can add more justices, we are screwed on this stuff for a long time. Jeff. Yes. I hate to break this to you. Yes, sir. <laughs> they are not going to add justices. I know. I could dream. Even if we have the power to. He is not going to. Even if both Warnock and Ossoff win, you're not going to have a 15-member Supreme Court or even an 11. It's, it's just not going to happen. Well, you just burst my bubble there. Sorry. Well, you know what? Better you know now because the signs are already pointing to capitulation across the board in ways that are going to annoy you. What do you mean capitulation? Maybe I don't want to know, though, Jerry. So... Oh, no, I'm going to tell you now. Oh, I've had some sips of beer. By the time this airs, this will probably be the 37th most outrageous thing. But there was a top Biden staffer that called Republicans motherfuckers oh, in it, like yeah, a yeah. private conversation. What did she do, either on her own volition or forced to? She apologized. Yeah, oops, yeah. my bad. She apologized to the same party that called AOC a fucking bitch yep. on the Capitol steps. And, and obviously... She should have said, fuck your feelings, and moved on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we're apologizing, what do you think is going to happen when the rubber meets the road? Like, for real. You think that adding D.C. and Puerto Rico as a state? Or what if we were, like, get in there and go, you know what? This electoral college, it needs to go. It needs to go because it is way old. We need to think of a new way to do this. How do you think Pastor Greg Locke <laughs> would respond to that? <laughs> All those big things? What are they tussling over now? Giving peanuts to people who are out of work because of the pandemic? Just like, just crumbs. And protecting corporations. How much did Joel Olstein get? 44 Million. Million. He drives a Ferrari. Just want to throw that out there. It's a beautiful color of blue. Got the yellow brake calipers on that deep, dark blue Ferrari. Oh, with the tan interior. Son, that thing is nice. Sounds like you're kind of coveting that thing there. I, I don't think he is. I know he is. <laughs> so am I. But 4.4 million. In relief money. Well, because, you know, churches do all this outreach to the community, you know. As far as we won't let you in because there's a flood. Right. That kind right. of outreach. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've heard about the Joel Osteen food bank, too, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Because I'm like, what? I was like, wait a second. He, he, he just, uh, I had you. I had you there. Yeah. I don't know this to be true, but we say at the beginning, don't believe anything you hear on here, so here goes. I heard, and I don't, like I said, do not know this to be true, independently verify it on your own. I heard that the Joel Osteen Church, which it, I know this for a fact, is held in the old stadium the Houston Rockets used to play in, and they moved into their new stadium, and he took over the old place that they were robbed one day. Uh, well, not one day, a Sunday, actually. Uh, the day to rob a church, especially his, because apparently 
All they took was cash. They didn't bother with checks or anything else. They just took the cash and made out with more than 600K on a Sunday. Oh, I'd believe that. Yeah, when they passed the plate in that place, sure. Like I said, I do not hold affidavits that this is an actual fact. Don, it's true. It's true. Because I'm looking at a Fox News link right now. There you go. 600 grand in cash and checks. Oh, and checks. Okay, I, I I understood it to be just cash, so I stand corrected. Well, it's fine. My bad. So. Cash <laughs> and checks, six hundred thousand. Right. Latida. Okay, yeah, and he got four point four million when the government passed a. Now we got. Did y'all y'all got your twelve hundred dollars each, right? And your wives. Did you get your get your stimulus check. We got something the last time around. I don't remember yeah. how much it was, but yeah. Did you get four point four million? Uh, didn't see that deposit. I, I got to double no. check my bank statement just to be sure, but I don't, yeah, I don't think, think I got, got 4.4 million. Well, we're not churches, so. Well, we can be. I mean, John Oliver proved that. It doesn't take, you know, a lot to become a church. But unfortunately, we wouldn't be the church that would have the Trump administration slide us 4.4 mil on slide. Well, and how you could, like, then deposit that money without saying, hey, something's wrong here. You know, there's no reason I should be getting this kind of money from the government. What? I yo, No, no, that ain't happening. <laughs> I don't remember the preacher's name, but there was a preacher I saw that bought a plane, a jet, with like three million of the money he got from the government. Well, I don't want to get COVID in, in a commercial air, oh, no. airport. That's just a I mean, metal tube filled with demons and COVID. You don't want to get I want to that. walk straight up to the door. I mean, what good am I to praise Jesus if I'm dead? I can't spread the word on Delta schedule. I got my own <laughs> schedule, okay? I'm surprised you haven't said anything about the science, you know, like them denying science, because it's not. It's 100% a culture war now. It is the biggest battle in the culture wars. Now, it's not like they're the only ones fighting it, but they're the only ones fighting a lot of these wars. Like it's a, it's like a, like they're going to make up enemies. You're talking about the Republicans or the evangelical? I, I, What's the following. difference? Well, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, base, you, you're talking about his last, uh, Pastor Locke's last tweet as definitely anti-science. No, it is not. It, it, this is a culture war. This is not about the science. This is about the government and godless people and Democrats cracking down on their ability to work and praise the Lord and meet in church and worship and be a Christian because of this so-called pandemic that doesn't even kill a lot of people. This is a culture war, big time. That's why Greg Locke is as powerful as, or as popular as he is. That's all this is about. When, you, when, you're, when we're arguing science about against, air quotes, freedom, and my ability to worship Jesus, what side do you think they're going to fall on? Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> I think I got this. I think I got this. So basically, uh, and I can't remember when this started, but November till now, the deaths that we're getting every day equals the amount of people that were killed at 9-11. And that's, yeah. not, that's not real? I don't, I, see, I, don't, I don't... Jeff, seriously, though, where... Do you hear that analogy being used? Other than your bubble. Yeah, the people I follow, right, right. By the way, it's a tragedy of kind of unspeakable proportions that so many people continue to die every day. And somehow this is a culture issue. Here, I have a meme that speaks to that, so I know it's true. 
Deadliest days in American history. Uh, the Galveston hurricane killed 8,000. The battle at Antietam, 3,600. September 11, 2001 was 2,977 people. Last Thursday, 2861. Last Wednesday, 2762. Last Tuesday, 2461. Last Friday, 2439. And Pearl Harbor, 2403. Yeah, we're well over 3,000 people today. That kind of puts it into perspective as far as the deadliest days of Americans in the history of the country. Not a blip. Not a blip. But so that's not on their purview? That's not on their radar screen? Or they just are choosing to avoid that because that's mostly old people i i just i don't get it i think it's all those things i, I think i think it's 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 totally if i all get those it things. i get it it's that attitude knowing that there's a pretty good fucking chance dude you're in the 99 point whatever percent that's not going to die okay? I, mean, I don't even think it's 99 i don't even know what like it, it's it, not, like, whatever like it's it is. i mean it, it's it's a high number of people that are not going to die and and it's just it's a fucking hedge bet is all it is it's a huge hedge bet chances are that's not the only way to frame it, though, because you may not die, but we have zero. Well, that's actually not true. We have a good idea of some of the things that are known to cause people trouble after they get it. Heart problems, brain fog, never being 100%. I'll go out on a limb. Neither of you guys are hockey fans, but one of the best goalies of the last 15 years. <laughs> Patrick Wall? Nah. Bite your tongue. Because to a Red Wings fan, that that's like saying Joel Osteen. Yeah, exactly. Um, Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, that uh, guy. Okay. Yeah, see, I told you. That guy. Not a hockey fan. <laughs> he is, he today announced that he is not going to play because he's got a heart problem. And they didn't say what it was. But one of the problems post-COVID is a heart issue that can kill you. And it has killed athletes like in the middle of games i think we're going to be finding out the long-term effects of this for a long time we may just be scratching the surface oh absolutely and if you're fighting that jeff you it's like science isn't it even though they hold a lot of power they believe they're fighting the man and the man is the media and secularism and democrats you just repeated yourself three times If only the media were as liberal as these Looney Tunes say it is. Oh, my God. The media would be so much better if it was. Don't get me started on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you don't get me started there either. But I'm not the one putting Chuck Todd podcasts in the the signal group. (laughs) Yeah, that torqued me big time. Lamar Alexander? Why did it torque you? Because, I mean, there was a number of things he let slip by, but the biggest one he let slip by when Lamar Alexander and other politicians, other Republicans have done this too. The whataboutism kind of thing where they brought up Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams still hasn't conceded. Right. It's like, go listen to her fucking speech, Chuck Todd. Okay. I mean, it was like crickets. Like He just let that go. And it wasn't about voter fraud. It was about voter suppression, which now, you know, the flip side of what's going to happen in 2021, any of these states that have a Republican legislature are going to be putting all kinds of suppression things into force because the Supreme Court backed off of that stuff, too, for the southern states back. Uh, I forget when that was. But so that's what pissed me off. It's like you're doing this Sunday show. You're supposed to know your stuff, and you just let that go. What if he does? What if the, quote, people in charge and the common knowledge say he did his job? To let that go? Absolutely. That's fucked, man. Did you hear, did you, 
Have you heard anything about NBC News being upset with him? No, I didn't hear any pushback on that. It's like, what? No kidding. Really? It's, just, it's the same kind of thing. All the accolades that McConnell was getting, and so this is kind of a weird thing here, but, you know, when he finally admitted after the um, the Electoral College thing on, on, on Monday, and he congratulated Biden as a president-elect and said something about that, proving that he was part of the deep state and in on the fix. And we need to... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I was on no. par over for a second. But and, and then, you know, said something about, you know, congratulations to, you know, Harris for being the first woman president. But it's like he couldn't go one step further to say... And also the first woman of color, the first black vice president of the United States. And, you know, and oh, it's like, wait, am, I, yeah. am I the only on. one that that kind of like, huh? And I mean, Asian. Is, no, now, is Indian considered not, Asian? I said Asian, no. I, and I immediately corrected myself. Is Indian considered Asian, or would she be considered the first Indian president or vice president? It's, it's Southeast Asia. Uh, that, that, and I don't know if that's the way I look at it as well, too. But honestly, as soon as I look at something, I think, is that racist? Is this, am I looking at this wrong? I mean, it, it, am, you, know, you know what I mean? And I just fucking no, step probably, in. That's probably a good thing. You know? But that probably gets you out of trouble more than you think. <laughs> I try. I try. You know? But I mean, he could have just said, well, you know, woman of color or something but like what, that. Yeah, Jeff, anything. Jeff. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Why would you expect him to do that? Oh, no. Uh, well, he pointed out it was the first woman. Why Why would he not point out the other significant difference about because her? Because he's a, a racist? Republican? Because and he's from Kentucky? And, yeah. he, not even he's from, you know what? Not, not even he's from Kentucky. Because plenty of black folks there. I don't think he considers that a pro. I, I'm not sure if it's, I'm, I'm impressed or not that you are able to get maybe it's me that's got the dead heart that <laughs> because because like getting upset at Mitch McConnell is like why would I get upset at Mitch no, McConnell? No 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 I'm I I'm not upset at McConnell because that I kind of expected hour. that from him but is like you didn't expect it you're you're pretty hacked off about it No but the fact that the media, nobody in the media even played a little bit. It's like, huh, that's kind of a little bit of a weird thing there. You know, you know what I mean? Is am, am I, Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that, that kind of heard that and went, huh. Well, of course you're not. But, but do you think, like, who or which news organization would do that? MSNBC would in, in primetime. Yeah. That's about it. Between, I don't know, maybe... Six and ten, six and eleven, they would on one of their their more opinion based shows. Right, yeah, and maybe somebody said it and I just missed it. I don't know. But. Jeff, there are factions. Who knows how powerful they are, but still haven't given up. Oh, absolutely, Lafleur hasn't given up. I almost almost give her a pass because she's actually in an election. Lafleur just had her picture taken with a KKK leader, or a I'm sorry, former. KKK leader. My bad. Don't want to disparage. She's delusional. She, but she's not delusional, though. That's more craven. I mean, that's she's running. She is still running for office. For the first time, let me point out. She's never won a statewide office. She was a point. She's never won any office. No. Right. She married well. She, yeah, she picked the right husband. And that might even be like, you know what? That, that, maybe she, maybe she was, uh, 
a savvier investor prior to meeting her husband. Who knows? Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure he didn't pull her out of a squalor. She is actually running for office. By the standards of an election, she actually has something on the line. All the guys that have won and are still fighting it, they don't like, she's actually worried about not winning. So that's why she has gone over to the dark side so hard. If you've already won, and if you're particularly if you're a senator, and you're not going to face re-election for six more years, you don't have to say anything unless you believe it. Yeah. Even the even the the people in the house, two more years. Did she get more votes than Warnock uh, than Warnock did, or did Warnock get more votes than she did? Warnock got more. I thought so. I know Purdue got more than Ossoff. I thought Warnock got more than her. But there was like twenty people running. In context, that makes more sense because it seems like she's running more scared than Purdue is. Like Purdue didn't even bother to show up to the debate and did not even bother to care how that reflected against him. It's almost like me not talking is better than me talking. And I didn't realize, and I can't remember what podcast I was listening uh, to for this, is he's never done a town hall in his whole six years he's been in. Never done a town hall. If you were him, why on earth would you? But yes, so what? You want to take unfiltered questions? Are you out of your mind? (laughs) And, And by the way... He's never paid a political price for it. Right, yeah. And still may not. Mm-hmm. He might not. I hope he does. It's not on, is it the 20th or the 21st? 20th. What's that? Inauguration day. Okay, the 20th. The 20th, yes. right. What do you think's going to, like, like, seriously, what do you think's going to change? On that day alone? Not much. On the 24th. Eh, th- other there, than, there, other there than, will be some things that, that Biden will start doing in his first few days that will change certain things absolutely there will be things that he doesn't do that's going to drive you nuts i don't know what day the 20th is but let's just say for the sake of argument it's a tuesday when i wake up on thursday there's not going to be a cartoon bird on my shoulder whistling a tune it's going to be pretty much the same day for me usually when that when there's a cartoon bird on your shoulder it's when the lead character in a movie has done some type of hallucinogenic (laughs) so well, I'm looking at the Song of the South from a whole new lens right about now. <laughs> My day-to-day life is going to have little to no difference. But there will be a different, I don't want to even say spin, but there, the news of the day will have a different flavor. Mm, can't wait. Can't wait. Not not a- sure I would take, I think a- I might bet on that. A- am, yeah. I in, am I in Jeff's... Like fantasy hope land. Well, see, because I don't, I don't have that same. But, thought. but you, you tend to say, I hope this, I hope this, I hope this. I know, I know what you're saying, but Don, I'm yeah. Come but, over to the also, dark side. You just, come you just over to the dark side. Actually, you just said a word that made me think of something. We actually probably have some wagers that have come due. True. Because there are. Approved vaccines. vaccines yeah, Jerry. on the market, and American citizens are getting inoculated. Now, I don't ask Jeff to go back and listen to past episodes and, and take <laughs> notes as far as what wagers were made. So I'm, I'm not going to lean on him for the accuracy. I think we're about three bets in now. So, Do either of you remember the various bets that have been made over 
Over the 82 episodes, as far as where we are with vaccines and who owes who a six-pack. I'm already owed, I think, two. <laughs> wait, so, wait, what? Anything I lost. I think Jeff would offer a, a differing perspective. I'm, I'm going to go I'm back sure and listen. I'm sure he would. Jeff's going to listen to a number of episodes for the so, first time. I'll be, I'll be okay. ready. To, I'm, so, so even though I don't think I lost, so just call <laughs> me Pastor Jerry. Um <laughs> And I'm saying this in all caps. I'm willing to double down. Let's let's put some some cash right. on when quote the average Joe is going to get that vaccination. I'll offer this up as the deciding factor, being that I am outside of y'all two's bet. The bet will be when I get my vaccine. When you are offered it. When I'm offered it, I, I will take it as soon as I humanly possibly can. Okay, so as soon as it comes available to you, you're you're in. I'm not going to sit around for six months and not go down to the CVS or whatever. When I am available to go and take a vaccine, what is the bet between you? Well, when do you think you're going to get it? I'm not privy to information to sway either of you either way. I have not entered into a website like the, I think there's a, a I want to say it's a New York Times uh, website that you can log into and it'll tell you where you're at in line to get a vaccine. Yeah, New York Times had that. And yeah, where yeah. you can expect your date to be. I have not done that. So I cannot influence either one of you either way. So, I hope you use the media to make your decision. I won already. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Jerry says that Jeff owes him a 12-pack. There's been two six-pack bets that have gone that, that have been lost in the shuffle. And Jeff adamantly is saying, bullshit, I do not owe you a goddamn Wait, thing. Yeah, where, where, where do you think I, I lost, Jerry? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know what? Since you won't. I'm gonna need chapter and verse. Chapter and verse. <laughs> So when you get it, when are you gonna get it, Don? I have no idea. I have, like I said, well, I have I have not inquired. No, as your to, guess, your best guess. Yeah, you know you don't get to make an informed decision. This oh, is a shit. podcast. Podcast. I, I get to just pull it out of my ass. Uh, I would say, let's go middle next year, July. No, 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 no. I, I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know ballpark when I should say I should. Let's say. One year from today, by the end of by New Year's Eve 2001, I will oh, be inoculated. You're, you're hedging that bet, there. Yeah, big time. Is that huge? Should I should I go In end of June? 2021, not 2001. Oh, 2001. 2021, December 31st. Is that agreeable to the two of you, or should I go June 30th or whatever? Uh, I I'm not taking that bet. You're not taking that. Bet. How about how about maybe, end of June? Maybe the better bet is when. Will you be comfortable going around without a mask? That's so highly subjective. Yeah, that's why it's a good bet. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as if is Donald Trump going to win the election 
bet to bovada.com, but it's it's a good bet. You're mad about that. I am mad about that. You're mad about that. I am I am steaming about that. And I will definitely post a link to this article. Uh, J- Jerry sent me an article actually today that I'm still boiling over. I did not even realize betting on the American election is illegal in America, but you can do it on offshore websites. (laughs) And if I'd have known that, I would have bet my fucking house on Biden. He was at plus 2,000, which if you're a degenerate gambler, you understand that a $100 bet pays you back $2,100. Okay. If you bet on Trump, it was a negative seven was seven seventy five bet. Was that it? Which yeah. means you have to bet seven hundred and seventy five dollars in order to win a hundred dollars. Now this was at ten o'clock Tuesday night on the election. If you placed the bet at that time, those were the odds that you were getting on the on the American election. I'd have put a hundred dollars on Biden Tuesday night at ten o'clock. Absolutely. But way to put your money where your mouth is. A little late. <laughs> Honestly, if I if I'd have known that was a thing, I would have put more than a hundred dollars. I didn't realize it was really a thing because when they talked about the betting markets, it it just never registered. Yeah, yeah. Like it never registered that you could. Well, in part because it's illegal here and you can't do it. Well, the fact that it the Super Bowl is the biggest betting event of the year, and this election surpassed it. There was, they said, a mid. Somewhere mid million dollar range, like like literally like Eight somewhere figures. in the fifty to sixty million dollar range that yep. was bet on the past presidential election, and that was just in Panama and Costa Rica and the, and those type sites, not counting offshore betting sites in Europe. So you could easily double that. Jeff is just like. No clue what we are he talking is, about. Uh, do not, yeah. Do not. But, yeah, if I... Tune in it, out. Now, but, I, but the, Jeff, the point of the story, yourself, though, If is somebody that, asked that, you, would you bet $100 to win $2,000 on Joe Biden 10 o'clock Tuesday night, the night of the election, would you have taken a $100 bet? Right after Florida was called and we lost it big. I don't care. I don't care. I'm taking. That I don't bet. remember. I don't remember this level of cocky confidence. No, 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 no. emanating I, I, from it, you it, at the time. It's not necessarily cocky confidence in Joe Biden was going to win. It's just you know what? I'll I, spend a hundred to win two thousand. Exactly. I'm going to bet on Betsy Ross versus the you know SEAL Team Six. You know it. It doesn't matter at that point. The odds are so astronomical that I will take that hundred dollar bet. Absolutely. But the and the point of the story. One of them is that the the dotard fans were completely irrational from a betting perspective that the that it tilted the odds. That's how NFL is done. The whole betting structure of sports betting is not on what the outcome of the game is. It's what the perceived outcome of the game is going to be prior to the game starting. But the dotard fans were so confident and irrational. They were totally skewing the lines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, and like in a ridiculous way. Like the true believers still still haven't given up. And I don't think they're going to give up when this is over. No, they still haven't. And they, and they won't. They never will. Four years from now, they still won't give up. No. But going into Tuesday, did you not 
had you not heard enough to expect that there was going to be a surge of red followed by a, a surge of blue as the absentee votes were counted? Yeah. Okay. And I remember everybody saying, hey, hold the cord. And I remember that night out. thinking, this is a little worse than I thought. But but we were told this was going to happen. We were, I kept telling myself, that was my mantra all Tuesday night. We were told this was going to happen. We were told this was going to happen. We were told this was going to happen. And and, just, but 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 we can go back to the podcast. None of us felt great about it. No, that, no, I mean, it, it, it was it was awful. And like to be confident, you know, hey, we you know they said it was going to happen, but we trust the states to run this election, and we've never been burned by this on a Tuesday oh, yeah. night in November before. Oh no, ever. There was still definitely an uncertainty, a level of uncertainty. Yeah, I was going to say in 2016, I think most of us still had a PTSD from that, where, yes, we heard in the back of our heads that, yeah, just be patient, it's going to come through. But I think the other thing is we didn't really realize what all the rules were from these various states as to far as, far as when they could count the, the mail-in votes. The other thing that I think that we, that we kind of lost hope on Tuesday night as we were watching the thing is like there's really that many people that are still supporting Trump with these last four years. We were kind of hoping there'd be a lot of Republicans that would, would you know, kind of say this, you know, enough of this guy, let's go elsewhere. But I mean, to know that there was 74 million people that still voted for Trump, that's a scary fucking thought that there's that many people in this country that, that still wanted four more years of that. Yeah, the fact that that many people thought that, looking back on the last four years, that, oh, yeah, we're absolutely heading in the right direction. We need more of this was terrifying. And thank goodness there was, you know, 80 million people. And, and we also were able to overcome the Electoral College because that's the other thing that's really screwed up with the, uh, the far less populous states having that control. Donald Trump lost the popular vote twice. The fact of the matter is that Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin slightly shifted towards Biden in the second election was the deciding factor, period. It was the deciding factor in the first. It was the deciding factor in the second. And the, the fact that a few thousand people, maybe 100,000 people, a couple hundred thousand people over those three states— change their minds is absolutely unfathomable to these people. I mean, it was close in those states in 2016. So exactly. That's what I'm saying. It shock, was but. the fact that he won those states so narrowly. What did they say? Less than 100,000 votes for all three A states combined fall, right. or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. The fact that that many people changed their mind can't be that mind-blowing. But then again, I'm speaking to Trump supporters. So The thing that I think that surprised the Trumpers is, you know, how many more people came out on our side to vote against them because they were doing everything they could to suppress the vote. Absolutely. And it failed. Everybody in their bubble voted for Trump. Everybody they know voted for Trump. Everybody they go to church with voted for Trump. Everybody they go to lunch with after church voted for Trump. Every It's in their bubble all there is is Trump voters. So the fact that Biden win is it's beyond the pale. It's outside the realm of possibility to them. Yeah. And we were told in 2016 to get over it. Yeah. 
to buck up, Snowflake. By, by the way, it wasn't just the Republicans that said get over it. It was the media, too. Absolutely. It was the media that said get over it. Time to move on. America Absolutely. has decided. Absolutely. Give me a chance. And that's not obviously happening here, but it's never going to end. It's not going to end. The 20th isn't going to change anything. It's not going to change in March. The same rot that's infecting these people's brains on the on the edges of the spectrum are only going to get worse. You know, once Joe Biden's hand goes on the Bible on the 20th and he is sworn in as the 46th president of the United States, it's not going to change Greg Locke or anybody of his ilk's mind. Nope. They, they are right where they are and today nor, and, you got, and tomorrow and next week. And nor is it going to change the Republicans in Congress either. That Alexander interview, you know, we kind of kind of uh, mentioned, yeah. kind of opened my eyes because he's been in for a long time. So he's, and, I, I can't remember how many terms he's served, but he's now, been is, a long time. Is he the one that's retiring Yes, yes, yeah. So, so I mean, you know, so he's so as, as literally that retiring in less than a month, and now he finds out that he might have, I don't even want to say he has a backbone. It's not even close. But No, no. Yeah. I mean, what I found out during that interview is he believes all this shit. You know, he was in favor of Trump. He supported Trump. He, you know, so he supports the entire uh, Republican uh, philosophy hook, line, and sinker. So there is no reaching. You know, that's the thing is people think, well, you know, Biden's going to be able to reach across the aisle because he knows some of these people. He's got a history with with McConnell and all that kind of stuff. Is No, we, we already know up front what these guys believe in. And it's even Trump is better than socialism. Right. So then the time is now then to say, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to apologize when we say motherfuckers in private? No, we should. Well, right now we are. I think we know how I stand on that. Right. But unfortunately, no one's listening to you or it, me. Yeah. Dozens of people argue with you every Sunday morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't even get to arguably one of the nuttier stories. So in Italy, Serie A is the top soccer league. It's okay. one of the big five. There's five major soccer leagues in in the world. England, Germany, France, Spain, and Italy. Those are the big guns. And not on some fourth division team from a place you've never heard of, but AS Roma, one of the biggest teams in the in the league, got a player suspended for a game for blasphemy. So I'm assuming he sacrificed a goat at midfield somewhere around halftime. Take another guess. Oh, he drank the blood of a virgin on Saturnalia. He, he, he's, he's not an Aztec Ugh. or an Inca. All right. Uh... He let in an own goal. He, by mistake, kicked the ball into his own net. Uh, they hate when that happens. Major faux pas. It is a major faux pas. On a game that ends in nil-nil ties often, scoring for the other team probably frowned upon, I'm thinking. But that happens. It happens, you know. He's a professional athlete. He scored on himself. He was pissed. 
He probably said, God damn it. The official report is he pronounced a blasphemous expression in the 23rd minute of the first half. And it got heard on TV. Mm. Pearls were clutched all over Italy. So instead of saying, God damn it, he should have went with fuck me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that would not be blasphemy. Pretty much. This has always been a rule in Syria. And Syria takes this very seriously. Jeff is like stunned right now. I am stunned. You know, it's funny, though, that that one of the reasons why this is happening is because of COVID. <laughs> because you don't have the crowd. Because you don't have yeah, the crowd right. to muffle the noise. Absolutely. There's no fans. Yeah, okay. They, they, they don't, they don't, you don't hear it. You what? don't hear what goes on the field or on the court in basketball, even in hockey, like you did. And honestly, I love it. Like, I love hearing... <laughs> Oh, I hearing what they're saying. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, okay, but I'm a so, blasphemer. So I googled this stuff, and so this goes. <laughs> you there's did an it article. again. You know, are you going to change the open to the show and just say Google it? Google Jesus. it. Yeah. Come on, come on. You tell people yeah. to duck, duck, go shit every Dang, week. Every week. Every I know week it. you do. Every week. Like, uh, well, actually, technically every other week, but you know what we're true. saying. All right. <laughs> but. This is an article from 2010. Oh, geez. Talking about Italian soccer crackdown on blasphemy. So just the phrase, oh, God. So, I mean, to Jerry's point is like, I'm sure that went on in all these, you know, this last 10 years. But since there's no crowd to silence that or, you know, kind of muffle it is like they're hearing it. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember watching some of the Atlanta games and stuff like that when they didn't have the fake crowd noise. It was like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> and, and, and at first, the announcers tried to, you know, oh, we're sorry. But, oh, you know, we apologize yeah, for we that. We apologize for the language that may have come through. But anyway, so I guess that rule has been in effect for some time. But that's human emotion in the heat of the moment. And that's sport. And that's what makes sport worth watching. Well, listen to you, yeah. Mr. European Sport. Oh. Oh. That's why, well, I'm an F1 fan. That's why sport is really worth watching. But that, the that's... motor car racing. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy the midfield. <laughs> but that's what this article is saying. So, so you just say, oh, God, and that could get you a red that card. That could get you a one-game ban. Red card and, and uh, one-game suspension, yeah. You make a mistake and you say, oh, God, oh, jeez. So jumping Jesus on a fucking pogo stick would probably get me a lifetime ban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though you're saying it with a small G, you could be you could be talking about one of the Roman gods, you know, with a small G, but you're still banned. So, but that's Italy, you know. All right. Who's got a recommendation? What book you reading, Jeff? I am finishing up with the Kurt Anderson book, and I got nothing else on the docket yet. All right. So I got nothing for I the do. recommendations. But Go. You, you all, all of you should read in Politico. Link will be in the show notes. 20 Americans who explain the 2020 election. Huh. We have very little in common except for our fear of each other. And this guy, Tim Alberta, who is kind of a right-leaning journalist, but he covers Republicans pretty hard, talks to... 20 folks that he had met through his travels. It's pretty illuminating because half of them talk about why they voted for Dotard and they walk among you 
and oh, they're yeah. not changing, and they're going to be very aggrieved, and they'll probably be lit in 2022 because all their news sources are going to continue to feed their brains with nonsense. So buckle up. You got two choices. Fight them or they're going to run all over us again. Well, I mean, to me, the scarier thing, too, is is how Trump has steered people away from Fox News, which yeah, was bad OAN. enough. But steering OAN and uh, what's the other? Something Max. Uh, Newsmax, Newsmax. Newsmax, and there's a, there's but, a third but, one. But, but why blame the... that? On, but why seriously though? Like why blame that on? Why blame that on him? You really think he Pied Piper that? Yes. Or he's just kind of following the zeitgeist. I think it's the latter. But yeah, I'm saying when when some of the reasonable people on Fox News started to try to you know <laughs> calm things reasonable down a little bit. Reasonable people really? on Fox News. Who's that? Who's um, that? That was the new, not the uh, the evening opinion people, but I'm yeah because he still wants people to tune into that. Jeez, what's the guy that just moved over to um, CNBC? Uh, Shepard Smith. Oh then, gag. Well, I'm Sorry. just I'm, I'm saying, but there's other ones on there too that are in the you know the the, the six o'clock news part, and that's that's what I'm saying. So Trump started tweeting against that. And saying going to OAN, and then he started highlighting in their news conference things, or uh, what do you want to call them, the uh, pressers? Yeah, you know, he was I, calling on them because they were right, right, pitching right. them softballs. So he knew they were giving him more more support than than Fox was as a general rule. So yes, I think he started that that trend. I think you give him way too much credit. He's wow. always got his finger in the air, and he knows which way the wind is blowing, and he's going to follow it. He can certainly fan the flames. But to do to do what you said he does, he actually has to have a belief in something, and I don't think he does. Well, in himself, yes, and that's that's what I'm saying is when he wasn't getting the accolades from Fox News, is like he went there and he told his followers to go there, and idiot sheep they were, they followed him. So I don't know. He's not John? going. He's not going away in in 2021 either. But the thing is, he's not even going to be the biggest issue. It's the stain that he that he exposed. Oh, yeah. You're not going to go against him directly in an election. No. But you can either you If can he's either still alive in 2024, who's going to run against him on the Republican ticket? Who? I mean, who, I mean seriously, who? How, can, how can you even look to 2024? There's another election in 2022. I don't think the worry is going to be pushed off to 2024. It's already happening now. It's not going to stop. Okay. It's not going to stop. Wait till he wait, wait till the Biden cabinet appointments go up oh, in front oh. of the Senate. Yeah. A 52 to 48 Senate if we don't get Ossoff and Warnock in there. For sure. What are they going to do? Are they are they going to just hold up cabinet appointments for 4 years? Absolutely. If Mitch McConnell is ahead of the Senate, there will not be another judge confirmed until the next election. You can bet on it. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely bet on that. Oh, unless yeah. Biden completely bends over backwards and picks somebody that outrages the left flank of the Democrats. Okay, so let me let me just put a placeholder here. So okay. on our next podcast, we definitely need to talk about the new norm. From that podcast that Jer- yeah, so we we can share that in the uh, the secret Facebook let it be your let it be your listening yep. assignment. Yes, Let's revered be. podcast listeners. <laughs> Homework for two weeks from now. We will post a link 
Because I think that's a lot of what, what Jerry's kind of referring to here is, is we don't realize what these new norm establishments have already set up. And I think there's a lot of people going into 2021 thinking we're going to do a reset button. But no, these new norms have already been established. So how do you overcome those? There, there's the teaser. Last official pod of 2020. No, huh? no. No, we got one more. We have one more podcast It is not going to drop. It is not going to drop in 2020. It will not drop it. Well, right. we could. So, we could do an early drop. We haven't decided that yet. We actually kind of just kind of scratched the surface on this before we went live and never really talked about it. But we are due to record on New Year's Eve for the next time. We may end up doing that as a live hangout. We're just kicking the idea may, around. But that may well die in the next couple of days. We don't know. So, but. so go to our Facebook group. Yeah, join the private, yeah. join secret freaking Facebook group <laughs> and the parlor one. Don't forget about the parlor. Don't group. forget the parlor, and then delete your Facebook and your parlor, and throw your phone in the river. Just if you to be signed safe. up for Parlor, you're not listening to this podcast this far anyway. So let's hope not. Just saying. But I'm just saying that it just so happens that the 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 stars have aligned and our next recording session is scheduled for New Year's Eve. We may do a live hangout with the heathens. We haven't decided yet. We'll We've got two weeks. Oh, you know what? We'll figure it out. I'm, I am the Mitch fucking McConnell of this podcast. <laughs> either that or it happens without me. Hey. Because if I don't have a Facebook page, either this don't happen or I'm just not part of it. No, it'd be a <laughs> so Zoom we're thing. Test yeah, my we, may do it on, we may do it on Zoom where you have to join. Okay? Mm. Well, we'll mm. figure yeah, that out took in the my after levers hours. Away. Hey, join the Facebook group and you might... See I'm an admin on it. I don't need to join it. Actually, you deleted your <laughs> Facebook account, so you're no longer an admin. Just me and Jeff are. Damn it. Yeah. So you cannot delete the page. You can work through <laughs> me, though, Jerry. All right, people. Fight the power. All right. Yes. We'll see you all in two weeks.